the project Kuwait learn in this episode of the project we talk about self-handicapping oh yeah self-handicapping and I talk about how I sucked but I don't self-handicap and I talked about all these students that engage in self-handicapping because they know they're failing my class but there are advantages and disadvantages. There really are. We break it down throughout the entire episode. Towards the end of the episode, Dr. D, as always, gives some great advice on how to get around it. And we give you a cool little hashtag to, you know, use That's as true. a mantra for the rest of your life. Yes. Listen up. You will really like hashtag it. Hashtag just get better. Hashtag just get better. So to help us just get better, leave us a rating or review on iTunes and you may win a free t-shirt. Yes. All this and more in today's episode. <laughs> Did you just say I suck? You know I'm recording right now, right? No. I already pressed record. So are you going to psychoanalyze me after my shitty weekend? I do. I need to, actually. Your shitty weekend. Let's hear about it. What happened? Oh, it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. From start to finish. Really? So you're going... Hold on. Let me understand this. You went to Bahrain for a sport competition yes you did one here and now you think that you're an expert and you should do one no, every never, month never thought i was an, never said i was an expert i did well in the one that was here. I did, so you decided to sign up to all these other tournaments yeah i mean well, why not i love to, i love to compete it's what keeps me going my job sucks i hate my job <laughs> i have zero self-fulfillment i hope your boss not here i have, <laughs> can't even understand english <laughs> oh, oh, that's why we're I doing really it. I really hope English. he doesn't Because you and I, we have hit the hit list. It's I know, always right? in Arabic, so no one Dude, will know. A bunch of guys from work listen to our show, by the way. Wow. Dude, you didn't see the post today? One of the I guys... didn't see any posts. I had exams all day. Ah. And then what was I telling you? I had students come to complain. This happens every time. Remember when you were a student? I tell students for 15 weeks, please do a good job on your project. I've given them ample of time. And then I say, please don't wait till the last minute to come and ask me what you, I can do to help you. I'm not a miracle worker. Uh, oh, this always happens. Today, I had three or four students that we were almost going to you be. You so in. rehearsed that. You gave us that speech every semester. Right. Every semester. Every you semester, start, I say the same thing. You would say the same thing every semester. And you know what? That same it exact doesn't work. <laughs> so you know what I'm going to do next semester? I will say shit. I will say nothing <laughs> because it does. It seems to me that people are not listening. So this is a final week. I get these students, they're either complaining about a process. If the process doesn't work for them and they're not getting a good grade, suddenly now my process that I've been doing for 14 years, it's not good. And it goes against policy. But if they were getting excellent, then you're a wonderful professor. I can't wait till I take more of your class. That's how it always is. And then you get all these people coming for excuses that they haven't done the things that you've been telling them for 15 weeks to do it. And now that they're failing, they're wondering, what can I do? Please, I got to graduate. I'm on probation. I'm on what? I don't know what. What can you do for them now? So yes, I'm on fire. So no, I haven't seen any Instagram. I have done nothing but fight all day today. Seriously. That is a great segue to what I was going to talk about. Oh, good. Because here's the thing. You're right. People don't complain when they do well about someone giving them a little extra credit or whatever it is. They're not going to come and complain about that. But if they think that they were wronged, even if they sucked the whole semester and they didn't do their job properly, then that's when they'll come and complain and they'll bitch and they'll say it was this, it was that, it was this and that. That's right. And that's why I sent you the picture of, you know, that page today. That's right. I was brushing up on my psychology. And it was funny because I laughed because the, at the time that you sent it to me, there was a student right in front of me arguing about 
the process. Exactly. So I said, I finally had enough. While I was reading your thing, I thought to myself, I said, so let me understand this. When my process doesn't meet your need, now my process is lousy and it's no good. But Or the way I grade is not good. But if I would have given you very good or excellent, you know, then you would have come in here and acted like you deserve the very good and excellent and that there was nothing wrong with my process. And then he doesn't even address that as much as he addresses the idea of, I mean, the guy was like talking about so many things. I have no idea what he was talking about. And then I was like, okay, whatever. So today, all day. And then another person coming in and, and talking about, you know, I give opportunity for extra credit. Remember that, right? I, I don't have to do it. Do you know a lot of my colleagues think that that's stupid that I do it? But I've been doing it for 15 years. I give opportunity for my students to go to workshops just so they can increase their attendance in a UK activities, you know, and because I want them to be part of a UK process. It makes right? a difference. It makes a big difference. It makes by a the big way. difference. And I don't even ask for a summary. I just say go. It has to be a lecture where you learn something and it doesn't even have to be psychology. You don't do summaries anymore? No, I don't do summaries. And I say, I just want you, doesn't have to be psychology. Just go. You are able to earn so many points. And let me tell you, a lot of those people that are complaining about it because they've earned so much extra credit point, because I know my exams are very difficult, they do really well in my class. So you do that. Your exams. And difficult. there's always going to no, be. Oh, your exams are so easy. I'm oh. joking. That was sarcasm. <laughs> that was so because sarcasm. I know that and I know that some people have test anxiety. Fine. You're always going to have somebody coming to ruin the process for you. Pretty soon, I'm even going to remove extra credit because these people come, they don't follow rules. They don't get the signature they need. And they're complaining about something I'm doing nice for them. Oh. Wow. So today, yes, I'm pissed. But let's hear about your weekend. Maybe it's better than mine. You sure? You yeah, yeah, yeah let's going? go. You I'll sure? analyze you. You want, you want to analyze me? Okay. So I get in Thursday night. Hey and DJ aren't with me. Obviously, that's already a bummer for me because I adore my family. And when I travel, I'd love to, I love to have them with me all the time, especially if I'm competing. And I compete at my age because I just love to compete. When And we've talked about this on the show. If you don't feel fulfilled in certain aspects of your life, you seek that fulfillment. I seek my fulfillment through competitive sports. That's just how I've been since I was a little kid. You know, it's what makes me tick. And this competition was a little different. It was El Fit Bahrain. There were a lot of big names, like guys that are like professional, so to speak. So they were going to kick my ass anyways. And I qualified at the bottom. And my hope was to make it up 15, 20 spots. And it went sour, like from the morning of. Had breakfast, went, did my first event. Did well. First event did really well. Get off the competition floor. I'm laying down. One of my buddies comes, like I'm just kind of laying on the bench because something's wrong. Like every time I jumped up on the bar to do a pull-up, I thought I was going to puke. So then, you know, I was like, all right. I was like, Yusuf, give me a minute. Go to the bathroom. Not even making it to the bathroom. I throw up all over the beach. And it just went down from there. Like, it was just a downward spiral for the whole day. Huh. So I go back. I'm like, okay, can't eat because my stomach's all messed up. So it is, it's anxiety or did you really have a stomach flu? I think it was a stomach bug because I huh. wasn't feeling great. And then I go to the hotel room and lay down order some pasta because I'm like, all right, let me have some fast carbs. You know, let me get some carbs in me because uh. I threw everything up. I need something in my system because in CrossFit, you can pee like three times a day. Uh. So there was the morning, the afternoon and the, you know, the early evening event. And I go back to the hotel room. I'm in bed, sweats, shivers, whole nine yards. 
And then I get a message from one of my buddies who goes, dude, you almost beat so-and-so and you beat this guy and you're 400 years older than him. <laughs> so <laughs> I am cracking up. And that should make you feel better. That did. I got right up out of bed. Like, yeah. you know, like the adrenaline kicked in. I got out of bed and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm, you know, I'm totally game. I'm fine, whatever. And then I went into the next event and I knew double unders jumping rope. It's, you know, it's not just one single jump. No, you do it twice. Jeez. So it was 50 double unders and I'm really bad at double unders. Oh, jeez. And it's not that I can't do I'm it. I'm bad at one. Nevertheless, double. <laughs> it's easy to get once you practice it. But for me, for some reason, it's in my head, I don't have that built up confidence. So I think I handicap myself every time going into it. And it's, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to fail. And sure as shit, I fail every time. So it was a bad event. It wasn't that bad, but it was still bad. Like I finished 28th. Came out of that, still wasn't feeling 100%. We go into our last event and we were the fifth heat and it was on the beach. So this one was a weightlifting event. So you're carrying 150 pounds. You clean it up to your chest and then you press it overhead. And there were four heats before us. So they were doing that with roughly the same amount of weight. So that tore up the ground. So my little area that they gave me, I had a two foot dip, like a a big hole and another big hole. And I have it on video. I'm telling the organizer, I'm like, dude, I don't want to snap my ankle. Wow. So he's like, just stay in one spot. And I'm like, really? I have to do 30 (laughs) of these. You want me to stay in one spot? Seriously? So he does that, whatever. It starts. I pick up the bar. I don't let go. Get through 12. And then my foot kind of slips into the cave and my right side drops, jacks up my shoulder a little bit. (gasps) And then I'm just like, all right, I got to finish the event. So I still finished it. But it's just like, what could go wrong, went wrong. Oh, my God. Nevertheless, I didn't complain. I didn't use any excuses. And I still am not using any excuses. I refuse to do it. Well, good. Because I'd rather think that I just sucked and I have to get better. That's it. Good. So you're not not complaining. I didn't get to the last day. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm checking my phone, the schedule, all night, Friday night. See what time, you know, the last event is. And I didn't hit refresh. Oh. So, or maybe I did, or maybe I just switched off my phone at like nine o'clock or eight thirty. You missed. I missed the update on Instagram that it was moved from ten to nine. Are you serious? So I'm in my cab, and my coach calls me or sends me a message at nine ten, saying, "Hey, where are you?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm on my way to the event now." He's like, "What time are you going on?" I'm like, "I think ten o'clock. Let me check." I check, and it says nine twenty one. And I oh look at the clock, God. it's 9-11. I'm like, oh, shit. Luckily, we were close. So literally from cab, I'm running. And thank God I had my coach there. And he wasn't competing. And he was actually there like as a coach. Full capacity was awesome because Rob saved my ass. I'm running with my carry-on because I was going to go straight to the airport. Running with my carry-on and my gym bag. And he says, just give it to me. Just give it to me. What do you need? Which bag is it in? I'm like, oh, everything I need is in that bag. I just need my belt and that's it. So he's like, just go line up, try and warm up as much as you can. And because it was literally going onto a rower, it was a 500 meter row, six rope climbs, 500 meter row, two minute break, and then a max uh, weightlifting thing. So obviously you need to warm up a little bit. Obviously. So I'm well, you did warm up by running the adrenaline it was like, and by being worried that you might miss the. So this also, it's a warm up. No. That's <laughs> no, not a warm up. That's a mental warm up. It usually takes me like a half an hour to warm up to get like everything. To really? Yeah. To get you really like, need a half an hour warm up? To grease my joints and like get everything moving. Whoa. 
You got to come do a CrossFit class sh- one day. I should. You should come actually. try it. I think you'd enjoy it. Now that the exams will be finished, I will. You be, should come. You should I definitely come. It, it yes. would be fun. So I'm on the floor, and again, not complaining. The guy's like, "We'll try and change your time." The head organizer said, "No." I was like, "Dude, whatever. It is what it is." You know, just yeah. chalk it up to what it is. I get on the rower. I do like three rope climbs, and I just can't do it. I just. It was a new rope. I, and like, I was just like, whatever. I just can't do this shit. So I just start warming up for the next event because like I'm trying to be positive. Like, okay, maybe I can nail something good in the next event to bring right. the score up. And it was just like, nothing. Huh? it was okay. Like I did good for being as cold as I was because on that next event, the weightlifting one, I usually warm up with, you know, I'll start with like 95 pounds, 105, 150 and gradually build up to my max weight. I couldn't do that. It was, you have two minutes to like try to do some overhead squats and whatever just to get like loose. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a doozy. And so it, uh, it was a bad experience. Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. But I mean, there were other. Did you meet any new people? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you make yeah, some yeah. connections? Oh, yeah, yeah. I met, met a lot of new people. So I was it worth time. it going or was it waste it w- of time? It would have been better. It was all, it's always worth it. In my opinion, any experience is worth it. And That's true. And like, you know, eventually like I, you know, I still coach baseball and probably maybe one day I might coach CrossFit. I don't know. But oh. if I do, I have experience in this. Yeah. And we were talking the other day about guys that coach a sport or coach weightlifting or CrossFit or whatever it may be. And they've never competed before. So I have a question. Yeah. If I ever want to compete in anything, I mean, I figured one day in my life before I die, I would like to compete in one sport. So I don't know how to swim. I don't know how to ride a bike. And so I was thinking, now, what, what do you recommend? I should like, I mean, one day I would like to uh, build stamina for some sport. I don't know which one. Spartan race would be good. There's no swimming in a Spartan race. There's no biking. If you do a triathlon that has biking in it. Oh, no, I can't do triathlon. You could do a 5K run. Like I could a, do a 5K yeah, run? Yeah, you could do a 5K run. But then that means I have to learn how to run. But if you want to be a badass... You could do well, a Spartan yeah, I'd like race. to be a badass. Do a Spartan race. Dr. D, badass. Yeah, you should do Ooh. a Spartan race. Spartan races are fun. A Spartan race? And they're in Dubai. And they're in Dubai? Yeah. Oh, that would be great. They're fun. And you get muddy. And, and I get, oh, really? Yeah, so cool what else? Pictures. What do I need? Mud? And what else? No, they give you the mud. <laughs> I mean, I have to learn how to go into you a just, mud? No, it's, it's like basically a Spartan race is they'll put obstacles in front of you. And if you can't do the obstacles. That's hard. I'm what asking you? for something easy. What do you then do a five k run? I want to compete in something that do five, doesn't require do a, a lot of preparation. Run. Do a five k run. Come to a CrossFit class. You can compete every day. Uh, but a CrossFit. Okay, well, I can compete as a CrossFitter, right? Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, you can definitely compete as a CrossFitter. And so I just have to take some CrossFit classes. But I heard that you die with CrossFit. No, you don't. It depends on the coach. Like my heart rate will be am- amazingly high. I might have a heart attack. No, you know, you I'm are. much older than you. If it's a good coach or a good good gym. Well, wait till you become a coach. Then you can coach me. I will never coach CrossFit. <laughs> I will never. I don't think I would ever want to coach no. CrossFit. It is the most assifying sport. <laughs> in really? my Look, in all honesty, in like five, six years, maybe 10 years, I don't think it will be around anymore. To oh, be honest well, with you. I'm not going to waste time learning something that's going to be no, diminished. But, what, but what, what do you mean waste time? You're learning new skills like gymnastics. I can walk on my hands. I can do ring muscle-ups. I, I can, can do, do bar muscle-ups. You can learn that. There are a lot of what? people that learn it. So wait. So hold. let's talk about your self-handicapping. 
I didn't. No, no, and, no, no. But hold on. In all honesty, I didn't self. I never self handicap because never. I never self handicap. So what brought up this idea about you wanting to talk about self handicap? Because I saw a lot of athletes. Uh, a lot of them do that. They self handicap. They go into the event saying, "Oh." the bar is really slippery because it was raining that morning. And I looked at him and I go, you know what? The best part about having no experience as CrossFit is I don't give a shit. <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. For me, it doesn't make any difference. So to clarify for people that are listening to us, self-handicapping are like giving kind of excuses for your failures. So for example, if someone has an exam tomorrow, like some of my student, and if you had an exam today and then they spend the night partying or you know, going out or doing something and not studying for their exam, it's self-handicapping because then when they get a D or an F, then they could say, well, it's not my fault. I just didn't get a good night's sleep or I didn't really have time to study or, you know, I had other things to do. Like a lot of my students say that, well, I had a lot of family commitment. I didn't really have time to study. I had to do these things because my father asked me or my mom. So all of these things are self-handicapped. So whenever you don't succeed in something, you blame it or you use excuses of the external whatever forces. Or you bring up those external forces beforehand. So you give Uh, yourself that excuse. That's right. And I think some CrossFitters, athletes in general, are the biggest wussies. (laughs) That was the the best word I could use. (laughs) They're spoiled. They're very spoiled. They complain about everything. But you would think they shouldn't be spoiled because they're learning perseverance and they're learning you would think that there's they're learning how to uh mental uh, uh fitness yeah i don't know i can't imagine that they're spoiled because they're really working hard on teaching themselves how to but i think the younger generation i heard a lot of guys complaining about oh the bar is going to be slippery this is going to be slippery and they're putting tape on their hands and doing all kinds of crazy shit and I was like, just in case they don't make it, then they can blame, then they can the bar. blame it on the bar. And then because, you know, self-handicapping is, has a lot to do with the ability of kind of protecting our self-confidence. Exactly. Right. Yep. So they don't want their shot to the ego. That's right. And so... that's why you didn't see my post today. But in my post, I said, I sucked. <laughs> like plain and simple. Right. I sucked. So it had nothing to do with anything else. It, it, look, it could have happened. It could have been anything. My coach said, he was like, yeah, but you had this, you had that. And. I was like, look, Rob, I sucked. That's it. You know, like I take it as I suck. Any athlete should be able to perform in any given goddamn situation. I played baseball games with cows in right field. Literally, I swear to God, we went to Maine and in right field, there were cows. Like that's the situation. I wonder why a lot of people have a difficult time taking responsibility for their failures. Why is it that we're constantly looking for excuses or things to blame it on? It's a shot to the ego. I mean, I know, but the, I, I mean, it has to be a little bit more than that because we cannot just constantly have to protect our ego because we can't accept the fact that we suck. I mean, it takes a big person like yourself to say, well, I suck. I just didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't check the right schedule, but, so uh, I was uh, late. Yeah, no, look, I knew what I was doing. I've done all these movements and everything. And when I analyze it and I break it down and I looked at everything that I had been doing leading up to... This weekend, I think I did everything that I usually do. Maybe my intensity could have been higher in training. Maybe I should have practiced some more sprint type of workouts versus I do long workouts sometimes. So, I mean, it's, it's just luck of the draw, you know, but that's what I kind of love about CrossFit is you don't know what to expect. Like here it is. You have to do it. Right. So no matter what, you're going to do it. 
And when people come up with excuses, especially when it comes to sport, and it drives me nuts, it's like, dude, but you knew what you were getting yourself into. You knew what the repercussions were if you don't do well. So when my coach was like, oh, this, I was like, dude, I sucked. That was it. I got to get better. That's it. Right. But it's so interesting because a lot of people do it so unconsciously. For example, like when I get, you know, when I get clients or even students saying, and, and then I say, just wait a minute, you know, think about what you're saying. They're like, no, I'm not making excuses. I swear to you, I'm not making excuses. It's just the way it was. I haven't been able to sleep all night. I've had difficulty sleeping. Now, some of these things could be true. Yes, you've been having difficult time sleeping. And yes, that probably might have contributed to why you're moody or why you didn't do well on an exam. But And I think what people really need to understand is that when we give excuses and not take responsibility for our action, it does not allow us to be able to learn from our mistake and to move forward. Exactly. People spend a lot of time, like today, three or four students already, all of them, I mean, and they were not hearing me. Like, like one student, I said to him, listen to me. I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying to you. I understand these are obstacles you have struggled with this year, even though you have never told me and I don't really know what's going on. And now you are expecting me to make a change because you had all these obstacles. But what do you do? Like I have to work hard to get you to pass. Okay. That was my job. What would be your job then in, in this whole process? Uh, but you don't understand I was doing this and I was doing that and I just didn't have a good semester. And I have this other student constantly, she emails my illness. And then finally I said, you know, I don't understand your illness. Please come and let's talk about your illness because I don't really understand when people use these terminology. And I think it's because she's already preparing me for two things. She's either preparing me and herself that if she doesn't pass, it's because she had an illness, which I don't even know what it is. Because most of the time, these individuals that have major illness, we already know about it. And if they have special need, we already know from the counseling center. But I don't know anything. And then the other thing is, is that probably to make me, because in this part of the world, people really worry about you judging them. So I'm assuming that in case she doesn't do well, which she's a good student, by the way, if she doesn't do well, then I don't have to judge her I just have to be able to explain her grade by saying she had an illness. So in this part of the world, you do find it a lot where people are constantly preparing you or telling you all these like little things that are happening in their life without really realizing that this is self-handicapping. Yeah. And they're sabotaging. It's the same thing as your... your they're sabotaging their progress. Of course they are. Because you, you know what I did today? You know what I freaking did? What? When I left my house, I had my goddamn jump rope with me. And every fucking second I had today, the freedom myself, I was doing goddamn double unders in my office. And I sucked do in you burpees. Even work? No, I do work. But, but look, that's the difference between me and everybody else. If I need a break from work and I know that I'm starting, because I have a lot of guys that come in and I have a lot of one-on-one discussions. Uh. So mentally, if I'm in a bad mood, I tell people to piss off sometimes and it's not good because, you know, it's it's not their fault. So I need my mental breaks from time to time, which, you know, last five minutes. How long does it take to do 50 double unders? Yeah, Maybe by, a minute? By you doing that is because when you recognize you sucked, it has nothing to do with your stomach flu and your family not being with you. Holes in the ground. Holes nothing, in the nothing. ground, nothing. I don't care. So when you decided, okay, I know all these things have happened, you recognized it, but you realized that the ultimate reason why you didn't do as well as you wanted to do is because you sucked at it or you weren't prepared. 
whatever. May, maybe that you're I, maybe making, I am good at it, but I just sucked this weekend. And maybe that's maybe this weekend wasn't your day, or maybe because exactly. That's the beauty about sports, and I think life in general. Yeah, is you can be the greatest in the world and have an off day, and the worst person in the world could beat you on that off day. Right. That's sports, and that's life in general. So, I mean, it's like if if you're at work and you're you know you don't have a skill in Excel or whatever it is, you go and learn it. You don't build these excuses up. But you know handicap. what people really need to understand is that to, is that to come up with these excuses takes a lot more effort. Not to say that these excuses did exist. Like when my student says my illness, she's not lying to me. So none of these st- stuff are lying. So, if, but if I have an exam tomorrow and I decided I'm going to stay up watching a movie, right? So I'm already sabotaging the idea that maybe I have anxiety about this test. Maybe I know I'm not going to do well in the class anyway. So therefore, if I watch a movie, at least I'll have a reason to help myself recognize that I'm going to fail. Yeah, but, but you what have I'm real, saying is like you it have spends real a lot excuses. more time. You have real excuses and bullshit excuses. I mean, why would you watch a movie when you have a test tomorrow? Anyways? Exactly. Because why? Why do you think people do that? People do this all the time. Like you have a big project, a big me, presentation. Do you want me to answer that honestly? I mean, seriously, I don't understand. You have a big presentation. Okay. I, I do. This happens even at work. Like people have a big presentation they got to present. Why would you not get enough sleep? Why would you want to go to your diwaniya? sit until one or two o'clock in the morning and come back, sleep very little. So the next day you can say to yourself, I'm tired. People actually do that at work. I don't do that. Actually, people like will will hang out <laughs> like, and will not sleep very well, even though the next day they've got a big assignment to do or so a presentation. Why, 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 why even say yes to that presentation? Yeah. What's the point? Do you point? know why? Because they don't think, because they don't think that they have presentation anxiety. They think that they're not good at presenting whatever they were going to present. They were going to suck at it anyways. So this way they can tell their boss, look, it's not because I am a bad employee and not prepared. It's just that I couldn't sleep very well. So here's a question then. Why is it when I say before I go into a competition or an event, I say, oh, I'm probably going to suck at this and be in last place. I usually do a lot better. Because you, by you saying that, you're unconsciously trying to prepare yourself for a competition. So you that's are my very, un, that's the underdog that's your, in me. Yeah, you're a competitor. Now, other people would not do that because that would be a self-sabotaging anyways. So self-fulfilling prophecy, if you're saying that I'm going to suck at this and what happened is that you will. But a lot of times people like yourself that have that personality where you're like challenging yourself, then maybe it will motivate you. But it doesn't really work in the majority. The majority of individuals who feel that they're not good athletes and they're not going to do well anyways, what they do is they'll do engage in this self-handicapping. Even even the good athletes, like this guy who's been doing CrossFit for like 11 years, he's gone to the CrossFit games. He's like a true, he's like the the greatest of all time. Like people do call him the goat, Miko. And when I told him, I was like, yeah, everyone's complaining about the rain. I was like, how do you feel about it? He goes, oh, I love this. He was like, I love it. He was like, this is great. Gives you you a challenge. Yeah. he, He was like, yeah, it's, you know, it's CrossFit. It's whatever, whatever it's thrown at you. And See, this, people with that attitude do much better. And he did. But it has to do with confidence. That's true. And he's my age. And he's your age. These guys that we were competing against. They, they were, were younger. Oh, yeah. They were all in their 20s. Oh, really? Why do you think I got my ass handed to me? Wow. <laughs> I was competing with kids that are like in the... Not that that's Can an you compete either. with kids that are younger than you? Yeah. Don't you guys have a, like an age Some of them limit? like... Yeah. Like I usually go into master's events, which is 35 to 40. And with this one, it was open. So for me, it was like, all right, you know what? Like, I want to see how I am against the younger kids and against guys 
some of these guys have been doing this for three, four years, five years. I was years, just going to ask years. you, why did you wait so long before you start competing? Um, I didn't like CrossFit before. So why now? I think now it has that edge that I look for, the push your limits. Okay. Because I like to see how far I can actually push myself. And- so what self-handicapping technique were you using before when other people, I'm sure other people, you're coaches probably suggested you should compete and you said no. But I never did. I mean, this was never the idea. No, I, I tried CrossFit. You just started CrossFit a year ago. Yeah, last year. It was like last May, I looked at my coach. I looked at Rob. I was like, Rob, I think I want to do competitive CrossFit. And he goes, are you sure? He's like, you know, it takes a lot of years to get good at this. And I said, yeah, my goal is 45. Like I want to go, I want to really compete at a higher level when I'm 45 <laughs> years old. Because I know realistically, I'm not going to get good overnight. It's just impossible. It's like you don't get your PhD overnight. You know what I mean? Well, some people think they can. (laughs) (laughs) In Kuwait, they can. No, all over. They're like, suddenly they've got this. So it's even in these competitions. I'm not going in expecting a lot. Like these guys have put more time in. They've put more effort. They've done more in the sport. I'm new. I don't care. In three years, I'll care a little bit more. But right now, it's the experience and just seeing how close I can get to the guys that have been doing this for so long. And if I go into every event thinking I'm going to lose, yeah, I'm probably going to lose. But I go into this thing loose and I'm like, all right, I want to have fun, see how I can do against these younger guys. And, you know, hopefully I can do well. But I don't walk into it saying, oh, you know, they're all so much younger. They're going to beat me. And, you know, they've got this advantage. They've got that advantage. If I do that, then I'm just an asshole. Right. Sorry. The idea is that... A year ago, you've decided that you're going to do competitive CrossFit and now you're going in there, even though you're in your 30s. So I guess you could have started earlier competing in other things, but you didn't ever compete in anything. No, I did. Yeah, I competed. I was a baseball player. Well, a baseball player, but you never competed like weightlifting. Individually, yeah. yeah indiv- this is my first individual like type of thing. Like I did a triathlon, but that was just for fun. Um, just because I wanted to put it on my bucket list and say I could do it. But this is like, this is individual. This is what I love about it, especially when I'm training alone, <laughs> is it's you against the clock and it's all about your self-belief. It's, 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 it's such a mental game when you do a round of like, I don't know, 30 burpees. And on that 15th burpee, when you want to quit, what stops you from quitting? What keeps you going? There's that split second that you have where it will make or break you. You have a split second. And it's do I stop or do I keep going? Some people choose and to see, stop. That's where self-handicapping comes in. It's The idea is that, so let's say the person who's competing stays up la, the night before. Yeah. Even though they know they have a competition, they have to get good night's sleep, but they stay up knowing that when they get to that part where they're doing burpees and they are in the mid halfway. And now this is what makes a difference is that if they already have these excuse of that they didn't get enough sleep. That way, if they give up, then they don't have to feel bad about giving up because it's only normal that I'm too tired and that's why I couldn't, com- I couldn't finish it. Yeah. So again, I think we come back to that confidence ability is that, you know, maybe from the beginning, you knew that you could do your best. Not that from the beginning, you knew you were going to win, but from the beginning, you are the type of person that doesn't give up and you have a personality that no matter what, nothing stops you. You'll do the best and you'll try, even if you didn't win, per se. Even if I suck, even if right, I fall exactly. off a rope five times. While other people, you know, to be able to have that mental maturity where they can really recognize, I'm going to do my best if I win or if I lose, 
Yeah. The main thing is, is that I've done my best. I think that requires a certain maturity and some people are not there. See, I know people that won't compete if they see other people competing in the same competition because they're afraid of losing. Can you imagine? I even know people now that you said this, it came to my mind. I was the chairwoman of the American Business Council. And a lot of times, of course, once a year, we would have people running for the board. I remember this person came to me and I was encouraging them to run because they had really good qualities that we needed for the board. Do you know what he said to me? He's like, only if you guarantee I will win. And I was thinking to myself, how? I'm not going to guarantee. It's all about votes. I said, what happened is that you really need to be able to, you know, campaign and be able to get people to vote for you. I'm yeah. sure you will not have a problem because he's really a nice person. But that tells you right there that self handicapping is like people. I mean, not only it's, it's the idea is that people need to have guarantee of certain things because they don't want to put themselves that vulnerable where they might not win. And then that's a reflection. I mean, if you don't win, it has nothing, no reflection like this person. I was thinking that, well, if you don't win, it has nothing to do with your quality. It just happens to be that this other candidate has a lot more supporters that are voting for him. Not every person that has won a, a post or won a position, they really are good at it, has, especially when it comes to having people vote for you, you know, whenever you're... Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing as presidency and government and all that. It's like, it doesn't mean that you're really good to because, get certain and positions. because you lose, that doesn't mean you're, you suck. But that, that doesn't tells mean you this person. Do you but see? I know, but it doesn't mean that you're a horrible person if you lose at something. That means you had the guts to actually do it. That Ex means you had exactly. the balls to step up to the plate. Exactly. That means you had the balls to put yourself out there. Exactly. And try to succeed at something that maybe you knew you didn't. The odds were stacked against you, but you put yourself up there. And the asshole that's looking in saying, oh, my God, can you believe how bad he did? Well, dude, what did you do? Yes. And I think if we can get everyone to think about it that way, where it is not a matter of like, if I win or lose, that has a reflection about me, but more about that I put myself out there that other people will not put themselves out there. I took a risk that a lot of people might not take a risk. So for this person, if he should have just thought about it, that he was putting himself at a risk putting himself out there, even though he was not a popular candidate and just having to do and make that kind of a decision, wouldn't that be a much more of a successful story yeah. than to think about, I didn't win, which means that people don't like me, therefore I suck. And you know what happens? Like we all engage in this negative thinking and this is like a spiral. Automatically winning or losing has a lot to do with me as a person. And it doesn't really have a lot to do with me. It's not. It's I'll not. do the best I can. But the rest of it, you know, we cannot fate, you know, luck. All of these things they also all play. play. They, play, play a big, of and, course they do. And at the end of the day, it's not the outcome. It's how we played the game sometimes. It's what we put into it. It's the heart that was in it. You know, the other coach from NMP, Ellie, who was uh, at AUK with us, she was in the worst like section for her double unders, for her jump rope. The guy that had, was in her section before that screamed at the judge, how the F am I supposed to do my double unders when all these corners are sticking up? Because it kept catching onto his rope. She didn't have an idea and she didn't know why she was tripping up on her double unders. But you know what? I learned from that is she kept going. She, she was persistent at trying to get it done. She didn't just throw her, you know, throw her rope to the side and quit or sit there and scream at the judge like the other guy. No, she just kept going. She kept trying. And to me, that said more. That, that spoke volumes versus the guy that was yelling at the judge and blaming the judge and the organizers versus 
the other person, the other contestant who didn't know what was going on and was just like, why do, why am I tripping on my double unders? Like she didn't say anything. She just kept trying. And the thing is, is I granted that they was sticky and granted there was an obstacle to this guy winning whatever it is. What I, what I always wonder is that why do people spend a lot of time like he spent a lot of time trying to yell at the judges for something You're like this. You're wasting time on the clock. He is wasted time yeah. on the clock. Not only that is that the idea is, is that why don't we just do our best and 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 not worry about, you know, the judges or the condition is that I'm there to do a job and let me just do it without having to come up with all these like obstacles. And these are, you know, again, I want to reiterate that sometimes these obstacles do exist. Yes, you did stay out all night and that's why he didn't do any well. And and Sorry, you're just an asshole if you do that. <laughs> I mean, but but I mean, it is. It's like, I mean, you know, like, but people have to understand is that you're sabotaging, you're self-handicapping. And because you're, you're trying to, I mean, and I feel like there are two types of people is that they're either afraid, they're for, they're afraid to perform the next day. So if it's an exam or if it's a presentation or if it's a race, they already are having a lot of anxiety toward that activity. And therefore, they're going to sabotage it. Or the idea is, is that they are worried about people's judgment in case they don't win that race. Yep. And so therefore, let me give them a reason but, but so that way they don't blame me. To clarify me. for athletes, those are the mediocre athletes. The yeah. elite athletes, you will never catch them screwing around the night before a big event or something. That, that's yeah, not, not going to happen. It's just the guys that are in the middle that like to put on a show to think they're, you know, they'll enter into competitions that they guarantee winning in. Or commitment. It requires yeah. commitment, yeah, no, right? exactly. And I think these newer people is like, it's all about putting things on your Instagram. Yeah. You're posting it. You're making it look like you're such an athlete because you just, you know, you were involved in the 5K or 10K. Like recently we had the golf you know, 10K or 5K golf bank or MBK. And you know, all these banks do these things, which is wonderful. And then you get all these people that are like there. And then already when you get there, they're like, oh, you know, my back hurts, my leg hurts, <laughs> you know. Oh my God, I it's my stomach is nauseous this morning. I don't know what happened. And, and you know, and then the idea is, is that they're making a preparation. Now, if they win their race, then they're like, oh, great. Even under bad obstacles, I'm yeah. fine. But the majority, they're like preparing you. So that way, if they don't win, I don't have to ask what happened. I already know what happened because they've already prepared me not to judge them. Again, I think this has a lot to do with judgment and it has a lot to do with don't judge me. I'm not a bad runner. I am just had a bad night, I had a bad day, yeah. you know. And, and, and even like today is like the student said to me, but don't judge me, Doc. I'm like, you know, look, I'm not really judging you. I've only seen you for 15 weeks. I can't make that much. I mean, although I'm a psychologist, I'm not going to make an evaluation on your character. Yeah. So you might be a great student and you're going to be a great father, a great husband. But for me in this class, you haven't really demonstrated responsibility, right? But you don't understand. I was under a lot of pressure. I was this, I was that. And, and then I'm like, you know what? And this social psychology where I do teach self-handicapping. I said, you know what? You don't really need to spend any more time. So I have a lot of things to do. You've got a lot of things to do. Don't spend a lot of time thinking about what happened. Why don't you just listen to me and take note of what I'm saying to you, that you didn't demonstrate responsibility. But you're judging me now. It became a story of you're judging me. I'm really a great person, <laughs> you know? I know you don't know me that well. It became so personalized. And I'm like, I'm not judging you. I'm not personalizing it. I'm just saying in this class, I required 
these requirements and deadlines and you didn't meet them. How, what does that have to do with you as a person? You might be a great guy. What does that have to do with me? And so automatically, you know, you get these individuals that are prepared to give you all the bad things that have happened to them this semester or this week or, and you know, I pulled an all-nighter. I said, why? You've had this project for six weeks. Why do you need to pull an all-nighter for a six-week project? You know, again, you procrastinate, yep. you pulled an all-nighter. So that means you should be anticipating that you're not going to do well on this project. You're not going to do well on it. Yeah. No, you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. No, but I do well as a procrastinator. Well, obviously not here. Obviously, yeah. That, that, that really doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, somehow people really get into that idea. It's like, no. But you know, does two people engage in self-handicapping? What do you think? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. They All should. Right. So, oh, should they? Yeah. Oh, no. They shouldn't engage in self-handicapping. Well, some people, it's a coping mechanism. I love that. You just you just, you just, just put in the segue that I wanted to go into to wrapping things up. <gasps> Whoa. So I was just going to say, what can people do not to self-handicap? You can go first I, with, the, the, with the, the educational smart side of it, and then I'll give you my bro science. Look, I, I think self-handicapping is a coping mechanism. And I think for some people, they really need it, especially sensitive people, people with really, really sensitive ego. I don't want to say weak ego and individuals that really don't have a lot of confidence. Now, what purpose is it doing? It's only band-aiding a situation that you really need to work on, confidence. So I feel like for a little bit, you know, if it's going to help you be able to function and not become depressed and suicidal, because you are having a lot of failures and you're taking it personal and that's going to affect your mental uh, health, then I could say that it could be a coping mechanism. But on the long run, it doesn't work. Because what's going to happen now as my student, they're doing it as a student. Okay. But later on, when you are working, when you're married, when you've got kids, you're not going to be able to continue coming up with these obstacles to justify why you are failing in certain areas. You're going to have to just like be able to handle or challenge yourself. What I also think that it's people can stop, just like we were saying earlier, your confidence can increase a lot more if you don't see it as a failure as much as you see it as you put yourself out there. I really respect people that take a risk. It's a learning opportunity. And and this is where I'm going to put my summary in. In sports, you go into a sport getting ready for the unknown. That's you, right. You don't know what's Even in life, happen. it's unknown. In life, yeah, yeah, but in sports, it's like <clears throat> you're going in to compete with somebody. There is probably going to be a judge or a referee. You can't handle or control how that judge or referee is going to judge you or refer- give you, you know, the standards or whatever it is. But if you give them the chance or the opportunity, and this is what I tell my baseball kids. They're like, coach, the, you know, the umpire called a strike and the ball was over my head. I said, why'd you give him the opportunity? Why'd you give him an opportunity to hit a ball that was, to not hit a ball that was hittable? If there's a hittable ball, hit it. Don't give him the opportunity to say strike if it's a questionable call, Mm, right? That's right. makes sense. That makes sense. And it's the same thing with everything else in sports and in life. Like, don't give people the opportunity. Don't give chance the opportunity to come in. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas if I self-handicap and say, oh, this has happened or the bar is wet or this, then I'm making those excuses for myself. So when I do fail, it's okay. And, you know, then the opportunity came in and I failed. Whereas if I go into it saying, hey, I'm just going to go with the car, the hand that I was dealt and that's it. I, you know what I think? I think it's, what is your goal as a person? If my goal is to grow from my failures, then self-handicapping doesn't work. 
People that put self-handicapping, people that engage in self-handicapping process, I think what happened is that they don't grow as people. They end up becoming very dependent or they end up not taking any responsibility. And these are individuals who are going to grow up being irresponsible adults who are constantly have a reason for why certain things don't work out for them. Now, if that's the type of person you want to be, then it's fine. But for those individuals that really have a dream of being responsible, that their ultimate goal is to be able to handle challenges and to learn from their failures, then self-handicapping is not something, a a process for them, right? So for me, for example, I mean, there's a lot of reasons I could also say why this doesn't work or didn't work, but then I wouldn't become the person that I've become. I'm a much stronger person because I learned from my failure. I took responsibility for my failure. You're right. You're right. There are challenges that contribute to certain of our failure, for sure. But it's how you learn from those challenges. And how you see those challenges. I mean, it's like with us with the podcast right now. That's right. Podcasting is new to Kuwait. That's very true. We don't have high expectations. Our numbers are great. Everything. <laughs> no, but you have to be realistic. You it's can't, true. You can't let one down month kick you in the backside because, all right, well, what happened that month? You know, what was going on? Yeah, like, that's true. You know, we know during the holiday seasons, numbers dip because people aren't listening to podcasts. But They're also negative comment. Like it always it surprises me whenever you've got these individuals who are like, you know, like bloggers or whatever. Oh, I love negative comments. Give and they're like, me. you know, to me, negative comments, you know, instead of saying, well, you know, they're, they're, may we make excuses for them or we say that, well, maybe that video wasn't good because I wasn't feeling well anyways yeah. when I shot it. The idea is, is that maybe these individuals are really giving me, I mean, unless it's like really pathetic and some hated kind of comment, some of these comments are really are nice to be able to grow yeah. from. No, and, right. But I, the idea is, is that I don't have a problem with my ego and I don't have a problem with my confidence. Like I, I it doesn't matter to me. So if you get to that point, then it's, you don't need any of the self-handicapping process to be able to survive. Yeah, but exactly. some people really think, feel that they cannot survive daily on all the challenges that they have. So if it's a project or an exam or a class or even graduating from college, they feel that they're not good enough yeah. to be able to succeed in life. So therefore oh, they whole, have a preparation. That's a whole episode on yeah. its own right there. It's very true. It's <laughs> a whole episode on its own. And I, you know, I want to encourage most everyone, you should just like, you know, look at your failures. And again, the, what is your goal? Do you want to be independent or do you want to be dependent? Do you want to take responsibility or do you want to blame other people for your failures? Dude, it's hashtag get better. That's it. Hashtag, hashtag get just get better. better. Oh, just, like hashtag just get better. Hashtag just get, just get better. better. That's it. Hey, hashtag, can we hashtag get better? Hashtag just get better. 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 Hashtag just